your day started right. This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabiro Shaykesa. Only on the Voice of the Cape. So, 19 minutes after 7 a.m. is where we're at this morning. And, uh, you know, we've had, we've been bombarded um, with loads of questions relating to SASA. And, you know, very common questions that come about. Um, also regarding to temporary grants, you know, that were suspended at the start of the year. So, we thought, you know, instead of us sort of answering this for you on the WhatsApp line, we thought it best to speak to SASA themselves and flesh this out, you know, in a full session, um, one-on-one with SASA to see how we could get many of your questions answered this morning. So if you do have any questions related to the temporary grants, you can WhatsApp us now on 0829-913-913 and we will be speaking shortly to SASA spokesperson Shivani Wahab, um, who's going to try and answer many of the questions that have come through. We already have a few questions in the bank that have been some of the common frequently asked questions that have come through over the past few weeks. Um, So we're going to start off with those and then as yours comes through, we'll do that. If there's a call or two here or there, we might take your call as well. But uh, joining us online this morning, SASA spokesperson Shivani Wahab. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. Good morning and thank you for having SASA on air this morning. It's only a pleasure. So, of course, let's start off with matters on hand firstly in terms of the current issue um, that we see playing out with regards to disability grants. I know we've spoken about it some two weeks ago, um, but, you know, at present, what is the status? Okay, if I can just take you back. Remember, we've had, we've seen a huge influx of, um, you know, there's been a high demand for services, a huge influx of clients at our SASA offices. And this was as a result of lapsed disability grants. Um, these were temporary disability grants. And because we had the highest volume in the Western Cape, as opposed to the rest of the country, there were 53,000 lapsed disability grants for SASA Western Cape, 200,000 for the rest of the country. Um, we had large volumes to deal with, and you know that's what basically caused the influx and the high demand for services at SASA contact points. Mm. Uh, hi, good morning, also sh- uh, from my side, Shivani. You mentioned you know the temporary uh, grants. I want you to also perhaps just distinguish between the two. You know, temporary and permanent grants. Just explain that for us. Sure, Gulam. Uh, there's a huge difference between both these grants. A permanent disability grant is awarded for medical conditions which impact negatively on the applicant's ability to work for a period longer than 12 months. A temporary disability grant is awarded where the applicant's condition is likely to improve, and this grant is awarded for a period between 6 to 12 months. So once this lapses, the applicant must reapply if they find that their medical condition has not improved in any way. Mm. Now, the next question that I want to go um, uh, into, and then I also want to tie it to a message that came through uh, from one of our listeners that came through. They wanted to know, um, I think the person removed the comment, but it was with regards to the process of applying for temporary grant work. Um, I wanted to comment on that. And then also, how does one cancel, you know, that grant? Um, it, should one get employed, you know, later on? Okay, Gulam. The first thing, uh, can we speak to the application of the temporary yes. disability grant? Yes, please. 
Okay, sure. What happens there, Gulam, is um, the client has to access a SASA office, the one that's closest to them, and they would have to set up, SASA will then set up an appointment with the client with a medical practitioner. Remember, a disability grant, the first part of it is the admin side of it, and the second part of the disability grant application is the medical assessment. So SASA will then set up an appointment with a medical practitioner at at a community health uh, facility, And once the client sees the medical practitioner and the medical assessment is completed, the client then comes back to the same SASA office within a two-week period. And when the client comes back, they're given a specific date to return. SASA completes the second part of this um, disability grant application. And on the day, on the date, we are able to, to tell the applicant if their disability grant application is successful or not. So it is a bit of a process. It's not the same as the other social grant applications. And there's two parts to it, Gulam. So, of course, you know, in terms of what you've just mentioned, I heard the two weeks that you said. So does that mean that SASA expects all the medical examinations to be completed within that two-week period? If there's a delay, then what? Okay, yes, we ideally would not want to make an applicant wait longer than that two-week period. Uh, You know, currently they really have been having a bit of a challenge in respect of doctors to assist SASA with these medical assessments. And we've engaged the city of Cape Town, especially in the metros, to assist us to get additional doctors on board. So we are busy with that process. Um, We've gotten thus far, I think, a total of 15 additional doctors. And we hope that this will also assist us to speed up the process um, of the medical assessments. Mm. Shivani also let's get into some of the questions that came through on 0829-913-913 this is a message from 5930 that says uh, good morning Shivani how do I cancel my child grant um, as I have a job and a steady income now okay Gulam what the client can do is she can give us a call on at 021-469-0235 and that call centre is managed by our SASA customer care um, officials, and they will guide her through the process of sending SASA documentation, you know, indicating that she's now employed and she doesn't require um, payment of that grant any longer. And then, of course, you know, with regards to the 350 Rand grant, you know, making a return um, almost immediately after it has lapsed, that has been a question that has come through as well. You know, perhaps some comment around, you know, does it make an immediate return after the lapse period? Okay, the mandate that SASA got for that 350 grant was to, for that to be paid out till the end of Jan mm. 2021. Mm. So currently we don't have a mandate to pay out this grant any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if a client um, applied for this grant during November 2020 yes. and Jan 2021 and they didn't receive the grant up to date, then they may appeal the process, okay? And there's an email address for appeals. Mm-hmm. However, SASA is not continuing with the payment of this grant. You might have heard that government is in talks at the moment. The minister announced that there is a possibility that this grant will be available again. Yes. However, government is looking at legislation around this and funding. And once we get the go-ahead, or should we get the go-ahead from Cabinet, then we will make the necessary announcements around this. Mm. Shivani, just in terms of what you've mentioned, you know, for those that applied either November, December, etc., um, you know, and obviously they would still need to be paid out. Do we have, uh, you know, an estimation in terms of how many applications are there, you know, that still must go through this process? 
We don't have, um, you know, stats in terms of this process for the appeals, but I'd like to advise clients that, mm. you know, if they applied during November and in Jan 2021, they've got to do the appeal process. They must make sure that they contact SASA before the 28th of Feb 2021. That's the cutoff date for appeals. So clients may email SASA, and may I give you the email address? Yes, sure, go ahead. Sure, it's COVID-19appeals, one word, at sasa.gov.za. Alternatively, they can call the customer care number at 021-469-0235, and we can guide them through the process. All right. So that's SASA, or COVID-19appeals at sasa.gov.za, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and then 021 469 0235. That's correct. All right. So, of course, to our listeners at this point in time, we are speaking to SASA this morning. If you have any SASA-related questions, you're more than welcome to send them through. We have have had quite an influx of questions coming through, frequently asked questions over the past few weeks. And, of course, we are addressing them on VOC Breakfast this morning. Online, we do have the SASA spokesperson, and that's Shivani Wahab. You can also give us a call on 021-442-3530 We are joined uh, online um, uh, by Sasa um, spokesperson Shivani Wahab who is answering all your questions this morning here, right here on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Now just before the break we gave an introduction as to you know the current, uh, the current status with regards to the disability grants. We spoke about you know the applying process for temporary um, uh, um, a grant as well as you know the difference between those the temporary and the permanent grants etc. And uh, the one thing that um, uh, comes up uh, quite often we also spoke about the 350 grant actually and then there was another question that came in with regards to why the 250 and um, additional uh, um, uh, the 250 rand was added to the pension fund. Why was that taken away? And all remember that that was all part of uh, the relief fund that was given by the president or, or stipulated by the president. But the one thing that I wanted to speak about um, this morning in the next couple of minutes, Shiv- uh, Shivani, was also about, you know, many people speak about a SASA doctor. How, uh, how, how do we know where to find a SASA doctor? What is a SASA doctor? How is it appointed? Is it per district? Is it per hospital? You know, is it you can only go there on certain days? Can I use my own GP? There's so many questions around that. Can you break that down for us, Shivani? So, Gulam, I'm going to try to explain this as simply as possible. Remember, when a person applies for a disability grant, whether it's temporary or permanent, the person would, would come to SASA with a report from their own GP or their own doctor highlighting the, you know, the disability and the reasons that they cannot be formally employed. Now, once the person accesses the SASA office with that report and does the application for the uh, disability grant, SASA has in place doctors per district, okay? And these doctors are based at community health facilities, and SASA's got to do their own 
a medical assessment in respect of the disability grant application. And that is why, like I explained earlier on, there are two parts to the disability grant application. Mm. So you cannot see, if you want a disability grant, you want to apply for one, you cannot um, go to your own doctor to approve that. A SASA-appointed doctor has got to, um, you know, conduct your medical assessment, has got to give us a finding based on the uh, on, on the assessment. And based on the outcome of that assessment, we then complete the admin side of the disability grant application. And then we, we you know, you, you either qualify or you don't qualify, or you might qualify for a permanent or a temporary disability grant. So you've got to see a SASA um, doctor when you are applying for a disability grant. Now, of course, you know, some of the or another frequent question that has come through, Shivani, and I think we get this on a weekly basis, is, you know, SASA offices, uh, people complaining, you know, going to uh, the offices, you know, forwarding their complaints about the long queues um, at the various SASA offices. What measures, you know, does SASA have in place to alleviate congestion at these contact points? Um, you know, you might. it's one thing, you know, when you come on and chat to us, and of course, on the grounds, it's an entirely... Um, other situations so perhaps you know just um, sharing with us details about that and of course how does SASA work around that Okay, you know, the first thing I've got to mention is that we've got a network of 16 offices across the Western Cape where clients can access these contact points for services. However, we also have been, you know, limited in terms of the national lockdown and with regulations, we were operating with 50% staff capacity. And this was in the interest of our client safety and ours because our offices have spatial constraints across the board and there's only a certain number of people that could be allowed in a SASA office at any given time and that has to be controlled as well. But to to alleviate the pressure that you know that like and the long queues like we're saying outside all of the SASA offices, we have now extended office hours. So SASA offices are now open from six in the morning to six in the evening, Monday to Friday. And then we are also operational on Saturdays for a limited period of time. We have then deployed a total of 220 volunteers to assist with queue management at these local offices. These volunteers will set up appointments and they will assist with any query and with screening in the queues. And most importantly, they they are there to ensure that COVID-19 hygiene protocols are being strictly adhered to, um, you know, while clients are waiting in queues for assistance. Mm-hmm. And then also, we know, you know, every now and again, we have rumors that makes the round, and, you know, it really um, unsettles a lot of people in terms of, you know, some of the rumors that are doing the rounds on social media um, at this point, you know, the past few days, SASA cards possibly expiring. Your comments around this, Shivani? Okay. I'd like to put clients' minds at ease and appeal to them to not panic. SASA cards will not stop working on the 31st of March 2021. As indicated by the Reserve Bank, the cards will have to be replaced at some point, but there is no specific date for this yet. So clients have the option, 
are still coming and you're still using the existing card and SASA will announce in due course. We will make an announcement on how we plan on rolling out the new cards. But at no point will your SASA card not, uh, you know, you would be able to use your SASA card until we roll out these new cards and we communicate to our clients. So there's no need for our clients to panic in any way. And uh, those for uh, one of the questions that also came through earlier was, uh, you know, reporting, um, you know, lost cards. Um, How do they go about doing that? Okay, Gulam, the easiest way right now, um, I would like to appeal to clients not to access a SASA office for, for this type of, um, you know, service. Preferably, they may drop, they may call us. There's two numbers that they can call. The first one is the Western Cape customer care number, and that's 021-469-0235. Alternatively, they may call the toll-free number, which is 0800 now, Shivani, at this point, you know, you've just mentioned those contact numbers and I see a message has come through saying, for the last two months, I've been trying to get a hold of SASA office just to ask a question. No one answers the phone. Um, the answering machines uh, are telling you that uh, the line is over congested um, and the call gets cut. I'm still using the green easy pay card and once, um, once my money transferred into a bank account due to COVID, I don't want to go to an office and get turned away. Is there any other way? Okay, what I can do to assist now is we can, once we are done with the interviews, you can give me the client's details. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we are experiencing high volumes of of calls, and this is also because of the 350 grant cancellation of that. What SAS is doing currently is we are looking at, um, you know, getting outsourcing the call center. So these calls, the volumes of calls can be managed. It's, It's pointless us having, you know, giving out these numbers, and clients say that they are waiting endlessly for their calls to be answered. So we're hoping that with the outsourcing of the call center that calls will be handled and managed more effectively. Um, but what we can do is once we are done with the interview, you can please pass on the client's details to me and I sure. will get customer care to give her a call back. Fantastic. We'll do that in the next couple of ticks. While still coming up, we're in discussion with Shivani Wahamba, the spokesperson for Sasa. We've got it for about another 20 minutes or so. You're on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Get your comments or your calls or your questions on 21 442 You can give us a call or you can uh, um, WhatsApp us on 0829-913-913. After the break, we're going to get into more details. We're going to talk about uh, how COVID-19 has um, impacted. And already we've alluded to that uh, during the first part of the show and uh, also how do we report fraud a lot of people have access to the children's uh, sasa cards mm. for argument's sake but then the grannies are looking after after their kids you know and the children don't benefit of that money how yeah. do you report those kind of things that's coming up in the next couple of ticks don't go away get your day started right this is VOC breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabiro Shegesa Voice of the Cape. So, 7.42 is where we're at this morning. Uh, of course, for the past uh, half hour or so, we have been in conversation with Sasa and, of course, having some of your burning questions answered with all regards to your Sasa related questions. If you do have any questions, feel free to send them through to us on the WhatsApp line 0829-913-913. We do have online with a spokesperson for Sasa, and that is Ms. Shavani Wahab. Shavani, welcome back. Of course, another message coming through saying um, 
SASA rejected disability grants or, or application, I would assume, um, saying fit to work without re-examining, although doctors said it would be a qualifier, but to apply for social grant. SASA doctor said... Um, already at the application of the disability grant that it would not be granted, although wow. there was a recommended letter as a chronic disease. Okay. Uh, what the client may do then? then the client got to lodge an appeal with SASA, okay, in respect of the rejected um, grant or the rejected application. And again, I'm going to appeal to that client to rather give us a call on the customer care number, not the toll-free number. The zero two one four six nine zero two three five number, mm-hmm. and we can guide the client through the appeals process rather than the client coming to a SASA contact point and waiting in a queue for assistance. All right. Another question coming through. According to the dates, I will only get disability grant pay on the first of April. Do we only then? Um Okay, I'm not sure what that one is alluding to. Perhaps you can send through a clearer message. I think, um, what, according to the dates, I will only get two disability grant payouts, right? On the 1st of April, do we get only within the 4th again? But I think what is also, um, with regards to the dates, Sabria, is uh, the, the application. So, mm. once you, so once you've made the application to Sasa, and perhaps mm. Shivani mm. can um, you know, elaborate a little bit more, you know, like uh, there's the two weeks grace uh, where you're going to have to go and see the Sasa doctor yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all that. You know, do you get paid out from the time you go and see the doctor or from oh, the time okay. that you actually get approved mm. as, a, as a Sasa recipient? Shivani? Okay, you get your your grant is paid out from the date of approval. Okay. So the the process has got to be completed and then from the actual date of approval your grant your grant will be paid out and obviously that must fall within the next payment cycle. Okay, and then just perhaps to reiterate one more time, we have a few listeners that have just joined us and there have been a few questions. I know we alluded mm. to this a little earlier on with regards to the changing of the gold card to the green card. Perhaps just to reiterate... Okay, what we'd like to, again, advise clients to do is to go into the nearest SASA office um, with all of their, their ID and their card and all of their details. And that, you know, that process will have to, unfortunately, be done physically at the SASA office. Now, let's get uh, down to some of the things that's happening on the ground at this point in time, Shivani. We've had reports already of people calling into the radio station on air, off air, you know, about uh, situations where um, the parents of, of a child, for example, who is a, a, a recipient of this SASA grant, no longer resides with that parent because for some reason those uh, that parent were caught up in the web of the society that they live in. And uh, the, the children end up with a grandchild, uh, grandparent for example but the sasa card is still being utilized by that parent you know um and and as a result the child is not benefiting of that money does that amount to fraud and can they report that well um, of course that can be reported what i'd like to advise clients is that in those instances that they would have to go into the nearest sasa office to complete an affidavit along with the child's um, ID and, you know, the, the ID of the caregiver. And there would be and have to be an application that and an affidavit that they would have to complete. And once that's finalized, the caregiver would have to be the actual recipient of the grant. The, the, like you said, the, the child grant is intended for the child itself and not for a parent who's not living with the child or not taking care of the child. And that, that is actually fraudulent at the end of the day.
Mm. The, the other thing that also came through um, uh, previously as well, Shivani, and, and, and you know, I was re- reading the question and I was thinking to myself, is this not obvious? But then it you know, dawned on me that it might not be obvious to many. You know, when we talk about a temporary um, uh, grant and a permanent grant, you know, um, what sort of illnesses or diseases are associated with it? How do I know whatever I'm suffering from is actually, uh, the, I can actually benefit from the temporary relief grant or from the permanent relief grant, you know? What, just very quickly, I don't want you to go through the whole list that we're going to need the entire morning to go through that but what would be some of the common things that we'd look out for you know that is difficult for me to say because i mean it would depend from one person to another you know it depends solely on your type of disability so there is there's a whole list of you know um criteria for that as well that the doctor looks at so I can't, you know, specify right okay. now and tell you that, Gulam, if you have, um, if you're asthmatic mm. and, you know, that, that, that you're unable to work, you're not, you cannot be employed based on that disability, then you would qualify or you can do your application. I think it depends on the, the extent of the person's disability as well. You know, it could be anything, Gulam, you know, mm. that renders the person, you know, unable to find permanent uh, empl- or even temporary employment. Makes sense. Mm. Shwani, another message coming through and just still, you know, with the doctor's appointment saying, how long does Sasa take to phone you with a doctor's appointment? I'm now waiting for over two weeks. Would they then be able to call the customer care line? Yes, of course. We'd like, I'd like to advise that client to, I'm not too sure if they've already received um, a date to see their, their doctor or have they not? No, they haven't. Okay, then that client would have to please come into the nearest Sasa office where we would assist the client to set up an, an appointment with a, a doctor at a community health facility. So the client needs to please come into the nearest Sasa office. All right. And then also, um, I, I saw a few weeks ago as well as this morning, there have been complaints, numerous complaints with regards to once you do get to a SESA office, um, there's no social distancing, Shivani. You know, how are we mitigating around COVID-19, the protocols that need to be in place? What are the challenges that you are facing in those uh, those contact points? Okay. Look, I, I must agree with you. You know, it's like you're saying, you know, it's one thing me coming on radio and speaking to you about what clients need to do and not do. But the reality on the ground is often very different, and we've seen that ourselves. And we're trying our best. We are trying our best with the volunteers that we've deployed across the board to all of our local offices to ensure that there is social distancing. You know, we know that there are queues at our offices, and we know that clients are desperate for services. And besides the volunteers, this is why we've extended working hours. Um, because remember, our facilities, each SASA office has spatial constraints. They're not huge buildings. We don't operate from sometimes from our own premises. We share premises. And all of this impacts negatively on the type of service that we render to our clients. Mm-hmm. So we, we are doing our best to ensure this queue management, this screening at every office, that, and there should be an element of social distancing you know, for clients. And that is why we've deployed these volunteers so such a staff can focus on the work that needs to be done mm. and not focus on queue management. We try to take the pressure away from staff so they can focus on what they are employed to do and the volunteers can assist with the screening and queue management. Now, I see a lot of questions have come through and I think some of these questions, like Shivani has alluded to, um, can refer to the customer care line. So I think that's what yeah. we'll be doing for many of the questions. We are going to be heading out for an ad break and I think when we do come back,
back, we're going to be getting those final comments from yeah. Shivani as well as contact. In fact, us. I want to, uh, when we go for that break, Sabira, I want uh, Shivani just to take us from the get-go. You know, because a lot of people are saying, oh, we've been standing in the queue for, for so long. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to be 16 May. Can I apply for, uh, for my sasa now already, um, etc. So from the get-go, you know, um, I want Shivani to explain to us from the, um, you know, from the start to finish, that process, just in case you've missed it. In Cape. 7.52 is where we're at this morning. Of course, we've been, VOC Breakfast has been in conversation with Sasa this morning, answering uh, many of your questions that you've been sending to us over the past few weeks. Um, Shivani is online with us. Shivani Wahab, spokesperson for Sasa. Shivani, welcome back. Now, you know, a very common question, and I don't think we're ever going to get to the bottom of it, is, you know, Sasa takes on 150 people per day. Um, so this is obviously at a Sasa contact center. Um, they then tell you to come back again when will all sasa offices be open as this is the cause of the inconvenience um you know how do they sort of go about there you know we get messages on the weekly with people saying that they've been waiting from early hours of the morning i mean curfew at one point was an issue as well just around that shivani okay remember we have now extended those office hours right to assist with the the long keys and we hope that this is going to just be open from six in the morning six in the evening, and on a Saturday for a limited period of time. Um, it's, it's difficult. You know, the, the COVID-19 um, it, is a worldwide health pandemic. And we've had many instances where SASA offices themselves have to be closed because we've identified positive cases. And remember, this protocols and regulations when we close an office as well. That impacts negatively on service delivery, where we've got to get these offices sanitized, and then they've got to be closed for a period of two to three days. So unfortunately, that has also impacted negatively on our services. And when we reopen, we find that, you know, we have a huge influx of clients waiting for assistance. I'd like to advise clients that those who might be doing new social grant applications, I'm not speaking about the COVID-19 grant. I'm not talking about the disability grants. I'm speaking to specifically old age grants, child support grants. I would like to request these clients to have their documentation ready. Um, there's a list of documentation that you can get on the SASA website for each social grant type. And these clients can do an online application as opposed to them physically coming into a SASA office and waiting in a queue for services. And uh, that online application, tell us more about that quickly, the website. Okay, uh, Gulam, the online application is for old age uh, grants, foster child grants, child support grants. The website is https forward slash forward slash services dot sasa dot gov dot za. What's important for clients to remember is that they must have the necessary documentation ready to upload for these applications. Should they assist to do this application online, Gulam, and they don't have the relevant stipulated documentation ready to upload, the application will automatically be rejected. So it's important for clients to go onto the the SASA, onto that webpage, have a look at what documentation we require from you, and make sure that you have this ready to upload for your 
online application and the process would be is far simpler than clients having to come to our offices turn back for some reason mm. look uh, you know clients should never be turned back ideally no client should be turned back at any point we should be able to we must be able to assist you or find a solution or way forward for you right. so there should be no client that's accessing us as our office for anything who's turned back without assistance mm. now shivani we've got to wrap it up i've got about two minutes or so you know payout dates uh, for the next month or so Yes, well, now we start paying out of Feb from tomorrow. Uh, we are starting off again with the older age uh, grant that's being paid out from the 3rd of Feb, the disability grant on the 4th of Feb, and all other social grants from the 1st of Feb. And remember, this has been staggered from the beginning of lockdown last year, so we can prioritize our old age grant clients and our disability grant clients. Mm. And then also just to recap some on some of those contact details, Shivani. Okay, our Sasa Western Cape customer care line, 021-469-0235. There's also the anti-fraud, um, anti-corruption hotline number for instances of fraud that anybody would like to report. And that's 0800-434373. And the Sasa toll-free number, which is 800 and uh, that's where we're going to have to leave it this morning. Shivani Wahab, Sasa spokesperson, thank you for your time this morning.